a suspected criminal bribery scheme involving then-Vice President Joe Biden receiving money from foreign nationals and adjusting policy because of the money that was paid? Look, the House Oversight Committee, this is a bombshell. They believe the FBI has a document uh, with all kinds of facts in it, and they want to see it. Let's put it up. This is not some blogger. This is the House Oversight Committee, everybody. We believe the FBI possesses an unclassified internal document that includes very serious and detailed allegations implicating the current president of the United States. What we don't know is what, if anything, the FBI has done to verify these claims or investigate further. Then Vice President Biden allegedly engaged in a bribery scheme with a foreign national. The subpoena that they issued requires the FBI to produce in unredacted form all FD 1023s that contain the word Biden and all accompanying attachments and documents. Now, so far... They haven't given over anything voluntarily because the FBI, as has become quite apparent here, stands for not Federal Bureau of Investigation, but Friends of Biden Incorporated. I really believe that that's the way they've been operating for a long time. We have got to revamp that entire bureau. Hats off to James Comer uh, from the House Oversight Committee. This guy's a heavyweight. He's being ignored by much of the fake news, uh, but they're getting valuable work done. And his Senate colleague, whistleblower champion Chuck Grassley, they're the ones who issued this statement. Now, when it comes to Joe Biden, the circumstantial evidence that we can all see and look at has been bad for a long time, going back to the vice presidential years and possibly before that. The Air Force Two trip with Hunter to China. The subsequent meeting in China between Hunter, his father, and some Chinese businessman with ties to intelligence, the Chinese intelligence community. There was the hotel meeting. There was the uh, meeting in Milano, Cafe Milano, where they loved to go in the swamp in Georgetown with all these folks from Kazakhstan and the rest. The email from Hunter Biden's boss at Burisma. Thank you very much for introducing me to your father. Had such a pleasure. I mean, Hunter Biden's job at Burisma, of course. Uh, nothing to see here, folks, right? Wrong. Uh, the House Oversight Committee has also established $3 million has already been transferred to the Biden family from China uh, shortly after Joe left the vice presidency to a Biden family associate. And $1 million of that was split between Haley Hunter and James Biden, Joe's brother. It makes absolutely no sense why they would be doing this. And also the, the House Oversight Committee believes at least six other Bidens are involved in all of this, possibly grandchildren. Huh. Um, Hunter and Haley, oh, by the way, yeah, a couple. Can we just point out once again how weird that was? You do know Haley was married to Hunter's brother, and then he died, and then they started hooking up, and Hunter was still married. Just, uh, just a total mess that Joe said he was actually very happy about. Okay. Uh, now, when confronted with all this stuff over the uh, past couple of months, not the FBI, the latest, but all the other matters and the money being distributed, what does Joe always say? Any reaction to how she'll be feeling memo about your family dealing, sir? Yes, you're um, revealing that um, Hunter Biden's business associate sent over a million dollars to three of your family members. Any reactions to that report? Not true. Not true. And then he backs up as if he's retreating almost. 
Well, the Bidens and the lawyers, they should have gotten their story straight on that one because, as he said, it was not true. Hunter Biden's lawyers confirmed it. Hunter Biden, a private citizen with every right to pursue his own business endeavors, joined several business partners in seeking a joint venture with a privately owned legitimate energy company in China. His own people said this, folks. As part of that joint venture, Hunter received his portion of good faith seed funds, which he shared with his uncle, James Biden, Haley Biden, of course you would, with whom he was involved with at the time. Yes, as one is, right? And sharing expenses. Um, so bad. The media, they're ignoring all of this. This is, let's face it, this is a little bit juicy. How can they not report on any of this, huh? The White House, they had to issue another denial because of the latest developments with the FBI and the Oversight Committee. For going on five years now, Republicans in Congress have been lobbying unfounded, unproven, and I stopped right there. Unproven, my foot. Hunter Biden's own lawyers confirmed it. By the way, first they said, we're not doing business in China. Then they said, we're doing business in China, but not making money. And now, a million bucks? At least, at least? All right. Hey, being a Biden kid, what is that like, by the way? Ladies and gentlemen, the children of the vice president-elect, Captain Bo Biden, Hunter Biden, and Ashley Biden. Wow. Welcome to the inauguration. That is January 20th, 2009. Hunter, the late Bo, and Ashley, guests of honor, as their father is sworn in as vice president. Now, when he took the oath of office, something interesting happened. Um, I'd like to show you. Tell me if you see what I see. Here we go. That I take this obligation freely. That I take this obligation freely. Without any mental reservation or purpose of evasion. Without any mental reservation or purpose of evasion. And that I will well and faithfully discharge. And I will well and faithfully discharge. Did you catch that? There was a moment, a beat, an extra pause. What was up with that? The question was, will you well and faithfully discharge? Did you hear the pause? Real quick. And that I will well and faithfully discharge. And I will well and faithfully discharge. Well and faithfully discharging the office of the vice presidency would probably entail not having your drug addict son traveling the world, getting involved in shady businesses, and perhaps giving half of his income to you. It's all in the laptop. Is that why he hesitated? Look. This is serious stuff. Remember Lieutenant Colonel Vindman? This guy uh, got annoyed that President Trump didn't read from his talking points and they impeached the president over it. That was fake. This Biden stuff is real. All right, now this. Part two in the Wall Street Journal's Jeffrey Epstein saga this week and all of the important and influential people who were seeing Jeffrey Epstein even after his conviction, his sex offenses, right? Having sex with children, sexual relations, a registered sex offender, and the masters of the universe were still hanging out with this guy. There are a lot of rich people out there. Why did they seek him out? All right, first up, you ever see the back of a dollar bill? You notice that thing? 
I've been fascinated by this. I've looked it up. I still can't understand why this symbol is on the back of the dollar bill. The eye, the pyramid, it's totally creepy, I think. I think we could get something else there. Maybe the Statue of Liberty. Anyway, flip it, if you will. At one point, this currency, our currency, had the signature of Larry Summers. Now, Larry Summers, Secretary of the Treasury. There he is right there. That's got to be quite an honor. Your, money, your name on all the money. Let's take a look at Larry Summers. There he is. And Larry Summers had some big jobs, not just Secretary of the Treasury. Let's see. He was Deputy Treasury Secretary. He uh, became a tenured professor at Harvard, like 25, president of Harvard University, and then Treasury Secretary. And he was good friends with Jeffrey Epstein. This photo, the two of them, after, this is years after Jeffrey Epstein had already been convicted of those sex offenses with children. Larry Summers, close associate of Bill Clinton, right? Close associate of Barack Obama, right? And he's hanging out with Jeffrey Epstein. Let's go to the story, please. They report that Mr. Summers, who remains a Harvard professor, had more than a dozen meetings scheduled with Epstein from 2013 through 2016, including several dinners the documents show. Now, they also report that Mr. Summers was looking for money for his wife's nonprofit, but there are a lot of philanthropists in the world, right? I mean, this guy, Epstein, him? Did you raise your hand, please? Do you solemnly swear the testimony you're about to give in the matter now pending should be the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? Yes, ma'am. Would you please state your full name? I'm Jeffrey Edward Epstein, and my residence address is 6100 Red Hook Boulevard, in Virgin Islands. Have you ever been convicted of a crime? Yes. What was the crime of which you were convicted? It, two uh, counts, one soliciting prostitution and procuring a minor for prostitution. Yeah, if you really need money, I'd start a GoFundMe page before reaching out to a guy like this. Fair enough, right? But even rich people, what is their excuse for hanging out with Jeffrey Epstein? You know who Reed Hoffman is? Reed Hoffman started LinkedIn, which I still intend to have a profile. Uh, I don't really understand LinkedIn, but anyway, he's one of those uh, corporate big shots. You know, look at me. I created this. Therefore, I'm smart at everything kind of guy. And uh, what is his net worth? It's, uh, yeah, $3 billion. And with that money, well, he spreads it around the Democrat Party and uh, like Ooh, E. Jean Carroll, that kooky woman who's suing Donald Trump, falsely accusing him of uh, sexual assault. Yeah, he's funding a big chunk of this lawsuit. And oh, by the way, uh, I think it's being spent on clothes. Here's E. Jean Carroll this week, all right? The hair, the clothes. She's on the left in the blue. So let's put her next to what she looked like. Um, yeah, just a, you know, a new updated version, right? Uh, anyway, that could be Reed Hoffman money you're looking at right there. So what was Reed Hoffman billionaire doing with Jeffrey Epstein? Let's go through it. Mr. Hoffman, the LinkedIn co-founder, has apologized for his interactions with Epstein, including inviting him to 2015 to a dinner in Palo Alto with Silicon Valley leaders. Hmm, big tech, huh? Mr. Hoffman told the journal he only once visited Epstein's island residence, Little St. John, Lolita Island, uh, for an MIT fundraising trip. Sure, you go to this island to talk about 
the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. Yes. So overall, what do we have here? We have some very important, very rich, very influential people who run the world, essentially. Bill Clinton, uh, Bill Gates, Reed Hoffman. We just talked about him. Uh, William Burns. He was the director of the CIA. He is the director of the CIA. Prince Andrew, Kevin Spacey, Naomi Campbell. She's on the list. Woody Allen, Harvey Weinstein. This is big stuff. And what is the media doing? What do they do with all this information that continues to come out? Uh, nothing to see here, folks. They just talk about other matters. Like, are you ready for this? Tucker Carlson texted someone two years ago. That is their big freakout tonight. And it's really unfair to Tucker and anybody, actually, who respects privacy. I'll have more on that when I come back. The undeniably big topics, the ones that will define our future, get virtually no discussion at all. War, civil liberties, emerging science, demographic change, corporate power, natural resources. When was the last time you heard a legitimate debate about any of those issues? It's been a long time. Debates like that are not permitted in American media. Both political parties and their donors have reached consensus on what benefits them and they actively collude to shut down any conversation about it. That's why Tucker Carlson's in trouble with Fox News. That's why it ended, because he's on to them. He was exposing them, how it all works, and sharing it with the people. What are those topics again, those taboo topics? Can you believe it? In this day and age, somehow war, civil liberties, emerging science, demographic change, corporate power, natural resources. If you say something about those things that they don't want to hear... Now, right now, the fake news is in a frenzy over a text message that Tucker sent to somebody uh, two years ago. It's ridiculous that this is an issue. It shouldn't be an issue. It's private, and I'll get into it in a moment. But that's what the media does. They ignore important things, and they focus on the superficial and the silly. When it came to Donald Trump, did they talk about substance? No, it was all fantasy, Russiagate, Ukraine hoax. And then they moved on to the campaign. And political campaign coverage in America is not known for its substance. It's known for the silliness, the, the horse race, the, the stuff that doesn't really matter. Tucker Carlson got in really hot water because he blew the narrative off of January 6th. This is still incredibly important. Virtually every moment of his time inside the Capitol was caught on tape. The tape show the Capitol Police never stopped Jacob Chansley. They helped him. They acted as his tour guides. Here's video of Chansley in the Senate chamber. Capitol Police officers take him to multiple entrances and even try to open locked doors for him. We counted at least nine officers who were within touching distance of unarmed Jacob Chansley. Not one of them even tried to slow him down. Now, after a scoop, after a report like that, a healthy democracy would have reconvened uh, the January 6th committee. Or, you know, we got to get to the bottom of this. What happened? Our understanding is fundamentally backwards. This is incredible stuff. Now, what did America do? Republicans, Democrats, corporate media, everybody tried to cancel Tucker Carlson and condemn him. It was unforgivable. 
And then very important people apparently were calling up the head of Fox News saying, you got to fire this guy. I mean, how else do we interpret the majority leader of the United States Senate, these comments? Rupert Murdoch, who has admitted they were lies and said he regretted it, has a special obligation to stop Tucker Carlson from going on tonight now that he's seen how he has perverted and slimed the truth and from letting him go on again and again and again. Chuck Schumer, government official, majority leader of the U.S. Senate, doesn't want Tucker Carlson to go on again and again and again. He's calling his boss. Sounds like that man got Tucker Carlson fired. Why? What did he say? This is a perversion somehow showing footage from January 6th. He didn't allege that this was somehow altered or edited. No, this is real footage. Those cops seem to be assisting, um, assisting Jacob Chansley, the horns guy. That's a big deal. You know what isn't a big deal? Tucker's Carlson's text message from two years ago. This is what everybody is flipping out about right now. Wow, we really are a sick country. Okay, what's being ignored? The Jeffrey Epstein stuff, uh, Jacob Chansley, this? This is what they're upset about. Um, before I get to the text message, listen to MSNBC for a moment. It was the single thing, the single text message that gave Fox executives something they couldn't look away from, right? An undeniable glimpse into a deeply depraved human being who was now their biggest star. It may have ultimately been this nail in the coffin for Carlson's career at Fox. Wow, she just called Tucker Carlson a depraved human being. Wow. This is a woman, oh, by the way, who flirted her way to the top, I do believe. Here she is with George W. Bush in the Oval Office. Kind of looked chummy there, right? And there she is with uh, the president and a top advisor. Something tells me she was there for laughs. I don't know. I don't take her seriously, and neither should you. And you certainly shouldn't take that network seriously. With all that's going on, this is what they talked about for hours. This is a sick person speaking joyfully and enthusiastically about a desire for for people to beat up another person he is voicing homicidal rage but, but let's not an enthusiasm oh, an enthusiasm where's the red line it is this depraved indifference to violence this is an explicit acknowledgement of racial superiority in the sense that this is worse than other things he said, the text, because it is an expression of homicidal rage. This is not the last that we're going to hear about text messages that are promoting violence and promoting racism coming from Tucker Carlson. Wow, all these years, Tucker Carlson has been a monster entering our house every night. Tucker, what were we thinking? You want to see a monster? Lisa Page is a contributor to MSNBC. Lisa Page, yes, her. The one who said, I can control the election with my boyfriend, Peter. Remember this text message? This is a text message for the history books. Trump's not ever going to become president, right? No, no, he won't. We will stop it. All right. Now on to Tucker's text message. And before I start, let's have an understanding here. This thing is it's private. It's between him and his producer uh, from two years ago constitutionally protected free speech and it's on the news now i am going to actually read a portion of it because i think people can text things like this and still be a part of civil society everybody doesn't think perfect thoughts 24 7 
And you know who knows that? Barack Obama. More on him in a moment. All right. So he goes through it. He sees a... Do we want to read the whole thing? Let's go ahead and put it up. I know it'll be hard to read. I'll take it from here. A couple of weeks ago, I was watching a video of people fighting on the street in Washington. A group of Trump guys surrounded an Antifa kid and started pounding the living S out of him. It was three against one. Jumping a guy like that is dishonorable, obviously. It's not how white men fight. Yet I found myself rooting for the mob against the man, hoping they'd kill him, hit him harder. I really wanted them to hurt the kid. I could taste it. This is important. There's a transition. Then... Somewhere deep in my brain, an alarm went off. This isn't good for me. I'm becoming something I don't want to be. The Antifa creep is a human being. Much as I despise what he says and does, much as I'm sure I'd hate him personally if I knew him, I shouldn't gloat over his suffering. I should be bothered by it. I should remember that somewhere somebody probably loves this child and would be crushed if he was killed. If I don't care about those things, if I reduce people to their politics, how am I better than he is? These are private thoughts, nuance, and you know what there is there? Empathy. Empathy for an enemy. I don't have a problem with this. Now, what they're harping on is, uh, let's put up that part, the allegedly controversial part, right? This is the part that he's in trouble for. Jumping a guy like that is dishonorable, obviously. It's not how white men fight. Well, what do you think about that, hmm? Should he be canceled for this? I don't think so. Again, people think all kinds of things. This is his brain. This is not something he'd put in the newspaper or broadcast on his show. This is a private thought. And according to President Obama, we all have thoughts like this. Whether you are black or white or Hispanic or Asian or Native American or of Middle Eastern descent, we have all seen this bigotry in our own lives at some point. We heard it at times in our own homes. If we're honest, perhaps we've heard prejudice in our own heads and felt it in our own hearts. We know that. He said, we know that. And I imagine he's talking about himself, prejudice, bigotry in his head and his heart problem that Tucker made here, though, he didn't uh, denigrate white people. He seemed to be defending them, saying that they act uh, appropriately, implying that, look, where could he have gotten in an idea like this? Maybe from, from again, him, uh, 44. I do apologize. I know I was a little late tonight. I was running on CPT. which stands for jokes that white people should not make. It's funny when he does it, right? How about when he talked about his grandmother? A uh, typical white person who, uh, you know, if she sees somebody on the street that she doesn't know, you know, there's a reaction that's been bred into... uh, our experiences that that don't go away and that sometimes uh, come out in in the wrong way and and that's just the nature of race in our society typical white person huh typical there's a typical white person apparently according to Barack Obama one more about his uh, grandmother my white grandmother 
a woman who helped raise me, a woman who sacrificed again and again for me, a woman who loves me as much as she loves anything in this world, but a woman who once confessed her fear of black men who passed her by on the street and who on more than one occasion has uttered racial or ethnic stereotypes that made me cringe. Wow. Apparently it's pretty common, you know? I mean, people are just not perfect all the time. Not everything is suitable for the front page of the New York Times, and they're trying to make this a front page story. And again, if you put down white people, that, well, you can get away with anything as long as that's the point. A white newsman, Bill Plant, who covered the marches then and who is with us here today, quit that the growing number of white people lowered the quality of the singing. You get it? White people can't sing. I've heard they can't dance, they can't jump, and now they can't sing. Well, Pavarotti was pretty good at singing, wasn't he, right? How about Elvis Presley? Pretty good singer. Lady Gaga, she's great. How about that, huh? So at MSNBC, they're, you know, just branding Tucker a racist. As Nicole Wallace, the character from earlier, sits with Al Sharpton. Al Sharpton and Nicole Wallace, the person who helped start the Iraq war, and Al Sharpton, who hates Jews and police. Yes, he does. Here's the proof. I would love to use love, but if I've got to use hate, I'll deal with my hand calls for. So um, they should clean house. Uh, the media should. That guy should go. Not Tucker Carlson, okay? And uh, who knows, Tucker might be uh, president or vice president someday after all of this. How do you feel about the situation? Do you want Tucker on Newsmax? I didn't know about this question. Uh, let's put him at 8 o'clock. I got 10 o'clock, right? Vote now. Text PICK, P-I-C-K, to 39747. PICK to 39747. Tell him you want to keep Greg while you're at it. I'll be right back. It's our America. We built it. Courage. Freedom. Millions go to Newsmax when they need to know. Start today on the free Newsmax app. Newsmax is real news for real people. Hey guys, it's Carson. You know, uh, there's a stage in your life you have to worry about self-preservation. And you know what? you got to start taking care of your liver now. Why? Because the latest data from the American Heart Association indicates that adults with fatty liver were 3.5 times more likely to have heart failure than those without. The American Liver Foundation says that 100 million Americans have fatty liver, which means many are at risk. We throw everything in our livers, alcohol, toxins, statins, cigarettes, whatever. That's why so many of us have a sluggish, fatty liver that makes us gain weight and lose energy. There is a solution. Liver Health Formula. All natural supplement contains 12 clinically proven botanicals that help recharge and protect your liver. You can try Liver Health Formula and receive a free bottle of nano-powered omega-3 to keep your heart healthy. Try Liver Health Formula by going to GetLiverHelp.com slash Newsmax. GetLiverHelp.com slash Newsmax and claim your free bonus gift. That's GetLiverHelp.com slash Newsmax. All right. With Tucker Carlson gone, this time I'm really done with Fox News. 
So writes Howie Carr, one of our favorites. He is the host of the Howie Carr Show. And uh, Howie, welcome back. Uh, good to see you. So tell us, you're not going to watch it anymore. For real? For real. I, you know, I have the sound turned down sometimes in the office, but that's about it. I'm not going to watch it anymore there. You know, as I, as I said, uh, I, I stopped watching it pretty much like a lot of people on election night 2020. But I kind of came back and I, I was watching Tucker again. I thought Tucker was a uh, just a, a really great, great talent. I've known him for a long time. And uh, and with him gone, I mean, it's uh, as I said in my column, it's it's like they used to say about the the people left on Fox. And, and I know I know a lot of them and they're good. They're good people decently. But, you know, they used to say of uh, journeyman ballplayers uh, won't make waves, also won't make all star team. And that's the way I feel about uh, the, the primetime lineup. But there's just. There's, there's just not much there, Greg, you know? Well, it's run by an oligarch. Uh, they got Paul Ryan hanging around on the board. And, uh, you know, that's uh, that's an issue for a lot of us. Uh, and, and Tucker, what do they like to talk about? War, civil liberties, emerging science, demographic change, corporate power, natural resources. This made the establishment uncomfortable. Hey, by the way, did you say you have it on with the sound off? Because it still counts as, as you're watching it, okay? You got to change the channel. I know. I, I have. Uh, I'm, in a, I'm in a spot where I'm having a tough time getting Newsmax. I just moved back to Boston for the summer, and uh, I got to get. The, I got to get everything adjusted. You're. You're right. I mean, it's just that. You know, look at look at the guests he had. Do you think you're going to see any? You think you're going to see Elon Musk, Kanye West, no matter what you think of him, RFK, Glenn Greenwald. Uh, you know, uh, Barry Weiss, uh, Matt Taibbi, people like that. Those are people that are uh, anti-establishment and mm. they just don't fit in. I, I mentioned in my column, you're going to be seeing uh, you're going to be seeing a lot more of uh, people like uh, Dickie Haley. And uh, today I had it on. And again, I looked up. There was no sound. And there she was. She was doing a live shot. Right. Well, you know, there you are again watching Fox News. No, I hear you. It's going to be. It's going to be corporate. It's going to be it's going to be like everything else. Hey, look, by the way, big blessings could come from this for the country and for Tucker Carlson. You know, he had interviewed all those people. He had to leave that show someday. And a lot of folks would love to see yeah. him get. No, involved. I think so. And I think, you know, I don't think he was very happy there. I think he knew the kind of snakes he was dealing with. And, uh, you, you know, it's not it's not like the old days. Uh, you, you worked for Fox. I worked for for Fox, you know, for the for the print side. And uh, they, they the Murdoch, if, if you didn't, uh, you, you know, if you were on the team, he would he would stand with you. I mean, obviously, those days are are long gone now. Mm. Yeah, I worked at Fox News. You know, actually, I liked it. Look, and they paid I me well too. or whatever. But 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 I didn't like the war in Iraq. I really didn't. That was an issue. And uh, they were they were they were they were all in, Post. Howie. Greg, they got the uh, they got the picture of the Ukrainian flag on the uh, cover of the New York Post every day. Every day you pick up the Wall Street Journal, there's at least one uh, column or editorial mm. uh, knocking Donald Trump, usually two or three. I'd like to put up you. Nobody knows the FBI better than you. Uh, and take a look at this from the House Oversight Committee. We believe AO2. We believe the FBI possesses an unclassified internal document that includes very serious uh, and detailed allegations implicating the current president of the United States. Then Vice President Biden allegedly engaged in a bribery scheme with a foreign national. And they want all the records and a form a special type of form, a 320, I think, that they want uh, access to. Any, uh, uh, say it again. 1023. So they want all that stuff. Number one, this just seems they're 
they're not getting much attention, uh, but they're doing the work and they're making progress. What do you think? I, I read that letter and it's it's pretty clear to me just as somebody who's been in these kind of situations as a journalist, they have that they have that report. It's it's clear. They're they're saying we 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 uh, believe that uh, these precise allegations and they're using words that make it clear that they have the report. They just want the official release of the report. And if this were if if this involved Donald Trump, and these were Democrats, they would have leaked the report already to the Washington Post yeah. or the New York Times. I mean, they 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 made stuff up like the the uh, Steele dossier, the uh, the Ukrainian letter hoax, and uh, in this case. It looks to me like uh, Chairman Comer and Senator Grassley already have the letter. Right. They, you just, they just want to get the official release. You wouldn't make it public if, if they didn't know what they were looking right. for. And right. Hey, do me a favor. Vivek Ramatswamy, uh, entrepreneur, smart guy. I think he's too young to be uh, president right now. He's not my pick. But listen to what he said about the FBI. I think he's on to something. If you look over the course of the last 60 years, J. Edgar Hoover, what he did to Martin Luther King, that was an affront. It's still the J. Edgar Hoover FBI that people walk into down the street here in Washington, mm -hmm. D.C. And I personally believe as somebody who's running to actually run the yeah. executive branch of the government, when you have a bureaucracy whose culture becomes so ossified, every once in a while you need to turn it over. And I think that, yes, we need federal law enforcement, but that institution has, in a bipartisan way, become so, I think, ossified right. in its own norms, in its own corruption, that we need to rebuild it from scratch. Rebuilt it from scratch. Call it something else. I only have 10 seconds. Howie Carr, what do you think? Christopher Ray knew about the, uh, the the Hunter Biden laptop. He knew it was real. And he knew that this uh, this document, this 1023 that uh, Comer and Degrassi are looking for existed. And he said nothing. He said nothing. All this disaster could have been avoided if uh, Bill Barr or Christopher yeah. Ray had told us what they know. So appreciate you coming on, Howie Carr. To be continued, check out the Howie Carr Show. Always a He's pleasure. Absolutely. And you're always on Newsmax. It's always great to see you. Thank you very much. I'll be right back. How was your role as vice president in, uh, in charge of policy in Ukraine and your son's job in Ukraine? How is that not a conflict of interest? It's not a conflict of interest. There's been no indication of any conflict of interest from Ukraine or anywhere else. Period. I'm not going to. I'm not going to respond to that. Let's focus on the problem. Focus on this man, what he's doing that no president has ever done. No president. Oh wow, he gets angry and defensive. Yeah, there's no indication of conflict of interest except for the conflict of interest, the Hunter and the Barisma and everything. All right, so the House Oversight Committee today, uh, pretty. Uh, a sensational release. Uh, then Vice President Biden allegedly engaged in a bribery scheme with a foreign national. Let's bring in Congressman Pat Fallon, Republican of Texas. He's on the House Oversight Committee. Also, Congressman Eric Burleson, Republican of Missouri. Welcome, gentlemen, on that same committee. Wow, uh, this is big stuff. I take it this is an FBI whistleblower. Uh, that's just kind of looking at it overall. Congressman Fallon, uh, is it? Well, Greg, it's a protected whistleblower, but he's it's a person that's highly credible. And uh, you know what? If, if these allegations are true, this is an impeachable offense. And quite frankly, then Biden should be convicted as well. It's pretty wild. And by the way, you know, Vinman, everybody went bananas when it was Vinman. This seems so much more serious. Can I ask you, Congressman Burleson? I mean, We've heard that other Biden family members may have received money. You guys have established that $1 million was split up among Hunter, Haley, 
and James Biden, but there are six other Bidens. Who are they? Are they grandchildren? Are they aunts? Have they have you guys are you guys prepared to put that out there yet? Not at this time, but it's more than just a million dollars. We do know that. So just in looking through the accounts, looking through the bank records, it appears to be tens of millions of dollars that has been dis disseminated to nine up to nine family Biden Biden family members. Now, you gentlemen can't, I understand it's an investigation and you can't put everything out at this point. Uh, you have to build your case internally and then you make the case. But do you understand why Joe Biden acts so strangely when it comes to China? He goes out of his way. They're not our enemy. They're our competitor. He doesn't shoot the balloon down until it goes safely all the way across the country. And he still doesn't get mad at the Chinese and he doesn't call the president. Congressman Fallon, is there a connection, in your opinion, in your gut right now, the money and his behavior? Greg, there's no doubt. I mean, when he was the president-elect, he said that a strong and prosperous China is in America's best interest. And I thought to myself, what the hell is he talking about? No, it's not. I mean, these are our greatest geopolitical competitors, and they might own this guy. This is what we know, Greg, that Hunter Biden was a derelict. And then suddenly he became an international multimillionaire. And what changed? His daddy became vice president. And Joe Biden said in 2019, he had no idea what his son was doing. And he never met any of his associates. We found that to be in a complete lie. And he's met with dozens of his associates. So, Greg, why did he lie? Why did he, I'm sorry, what? So why did he lie? Why did he lie in 2019? And it's because he, uh, I think he's the big guy. I think these whistleblowers are telling the truth. By the way, the, the White House, uh, the Bidens, they seem to be cracking a little bit. The media, they're not picking up on it. But, you know, Hunt, the White House made a denial. And then the White House seemed to confirm at least the $1 million to Hunter. And it was split up and it was, it was seed money. Congressman Burleson, do you sense at all a little bit of panic over there that, you know, it's all kind of it's, it's all yeah. being revealed and they're they're panicking a little bit. Yeah, the, the the things are falling in. The House of Cards may be finally collapsing, but you're right. The mainstream media, media is not acknowledging it. In fact, they're still going to bat for him. If you look at the articles today, here you have a situation where you have a, a whistleblower com coming forward with credible information and what are all the articles from the left? They all begin with Republicans pounce. Republicans are going yeah. after X, Y, Z. Only conservative articles like the New York Post have said, have actually said in their headlines, this is from a, you know, a whistleblower, a credible whistleblower, um, alleges um, quid pro quo with the Biden family. And by the way, uh, it says specifically the release today that the vice president may have altered policy for money, a bribery scheme. He may have actually changed policy. Have you narrowed it down to what policies, or can you at least tell me, if you have, what area, if you can't say specifically, what do you know about it, sir? Uh, Congressman Fallon. Well, Greg, that'll all come out, I think, and it'll come out very soon. The, bo the bottom line is, let's ask another question, very simple one. What business, what product or service did the Bidens ever provide? Yeah. They didn't seem to do anything. Who pockets, who pockets seed capital, Greg? This is ridiculous. And all the shell companies. And then what about the 250 suspicious activity reports? There's a hell of a lot of smoke here. And I think instead of a fire, I think there's an inferno. You guys are being very responsible and deliberative. And you're not getting too far ahead of anything. 
Is that because Kevin McCarthy kind of wants you to take it easy on this? I, I, I kind of wonder. Sometimes I'm like, let's see more. Let's see more. And, and Congressman Burleson, you're shaking your head no. No, we, we're a party that respects the rule of law, unlike the previous, you know, unlike the Democrats. They, they did a bogus kangaroo court against uh, President Trump, and we are not going to—I mean, while, while we would love to yeah. be able to do something like that, we respect the Constitution, the rule of law, totally. too much to not do due diligence on this. Totally makes sense. And, yeah, some of those leaks are illegal, and we don't want to break the law. We appreciate what you're doing. Congressman Fallon, Congressman Burleson, thank you very much. We'll be right back. Well, I don't do any of the cooking. My wife does the cooking, but three times a year I want to cook something, and I want to cook it on a gas stove like Bobby Flay there. If he gets a gas stove, I get a gas stove, but not according to the governor, the foolish governor of New York State. Did you hear about this? The, this was talked about nationally, but it's happening here in New York, banned in most new homes and buildings as early as 2026. They passed this thing. Our vapid, silly governor, drunk with power. Just like we had to go from deck, you know, long time ago, can transition from coal as your energy source. We do yeah. have to transition. There are clean energy alternatives. It's going to take time. And I want to make sure that New Yorkers don't get hit hard for the cost. So we're going to roll this out. But new buildings that are going up. They can find, they can go electric, they can do heat pumps. This is how you transition. Heat pumps? This person is not emperor, is not king, governor. And she probably has no business being governor. She's there because, uh, well, of the glamour. I think she's in it for all the wrong reasons. I'm seriously, it's amazing that this person now has power, real power. She was a county clerk. She managed to get elected and then unelected to Congress, one term. You know how rare that is? And then... Cuomo chose her as lieutenant governor specifically because she was mediocre. And now she's telling me what kind of stove I can have in New York State. It really is insane. And it's not over. Stay tuned. Also, it's amazing. You know, they're giving uh, Tucker Carlson a hard time over some text messages from two years ago. That's really between him. And it really is not. I mean, nobody has any business being offended by Tucker Carlson. But this guy, on the other hand, Joe, you ain't black, Biden. Did you hear this one? Hey, Judge, how are you? I don't know why you wanted the job, man. I appoint all those federal judges, but, you know, thank you for serving. I'm not kidding. You want to come and make a speech? Hush up, boy. Huh? Boy? Boa? Come here, boa. That's kind of a southern racist thing from like 200 years ago. And this is the person he called a boa, Judge Zahid Kashari. That's not very nice at all. In fact, that's, that's pretty racist. I'll be right back. So you know I've written a book. It's called Justice for All, How the Left is Wrong About Law Enforcement by me, Greg Kelly. Very proud of it. There's a lot in there about January 6th. I hope you'll consider, and I'll see you tomorrow.